0: Welcome to the global phenomenon, Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you the best guests in all of True Crow. Uh,
1: what's up, STS Nation? Is, uh, Welcome yeah. to another episode okay. of Surviving the Survivor, yeah. the podcast that okay. has already okay. gone off the rails before the day has ever started. You're listening to the Greatville Waters, executing yet another deal on the 17th Ferrari Uh, He is now officially an addict. He cannot control himself. He bought his 16th Ferrari uh, just yesterday. He called Mm -hmm. Scott and I. We tried to get him into immediate, uh, uh, into like a 12-step program. We couldn't do it. And uh, there had to be an intervention today, but you can see he's now trying to buy his 17th Ferrari. Scott, how are you? I'm doing good, Joel. Very good. We failed at our intervention yesterday. Um, I have to say, there was a tech glitch on my end, uh, once again. Uh, since this we had a show this morning, believe it or not, we uh were covering Shanna Gardner and her now ex-husband, another ex-husband, uh Mario Fernandez Saldana. We were covering their court hearing. Uh, mm-hmm. this is another case, Scott Duffy, where an ex-spouse puts out of of uh of an ex-spouse of what's the word I'm looking for of great wealth of great uh, means Mm -hmm. puts a hit out on her ex-spouse, another ex-spouse because of a custody battle uh, this time in Jacksonville, Florida. This one is a high profile case as well with Jose Baez, the attorney who once represented Casey Anthony, we'll have you on to discuss that. So, uh, in the interim uh had a little bit of a, the reason I brought that up had a little bit of a Wi-Fi issue. Space Coast, who's on here right now, you can see, helped us run our show this morning. He said to me, It's not your Wi-Fi, it's your storage. I don't know what that means really in English, but um, it's something to do with sort of like what my closet is. Too many things in my closet. I just cleaned my closet yesterday, Scott Duffy. I'm gonna continue that project this weekend. But because of that. Uh, had a serious Wi-Fi uh, issue, and then I quickly log back in, and I find this: that great Scott Uncle Phil is on the phone. Um, and again, I think his addiction to um, his addiction to these Ferraris is now creeping into his uh, into his work here, Scott. Um, I wonder if he's. Do you think it is, is it, it is affecting his Kindred Spirits
2: Investigations company? Yeah, he's uh, he's um, he's deep. He's deep into this. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we gotta get him.
1: <laughs> we gotta get him. <laughs> he needs help. Um, we took sips together. It's like saying jinx. Um, good morning from Australia. Good morning to you. As everyone knows, Friday is a weird show. Very weird energy. Uh, weird people. Uh, that is me, not, not Scott Duffy. Hey, SDS. <clears throat> My voice is totally going. Love, great, Scott. <clears throat> and true uh, crime, Phil Fridays. Quick uh, couple reminders. You can follow us on, uh, support us on Patreon and our YouTube. Please give us five stars on audio. If you're in the car, instead of listening on YouTube, please listen on, uh, would Phil drive a Tesla? No way. You already said you never would. Uh, Phil, are the cars? I I just went. Oh, this is it. Are the cars all different colors? I assume that they must be. You uh, have seventeen Ferraris. They come in different colors. Um, you may have. I may have triggered him today, Scott Duffy. As you know, um, there's not a day that goes by in my. Um, in my life here in Miami where I don't see at least a Ferrari. It'd be ridiculous. I didn't see at least one to three on a given day in Miami. And so oftentimes I will snap a photo of that Ferrari and I will send it to Phil and Scott. And in the text, it will say like pigeons in New York city. Cause that's how popular Ferraris are in, in Miami. And I actually sent him one today and I think that that may have triggered him. Um, as if things could not get worse, uh, we have a little ball hoop, a little tiny one. And for some reason, they put it right by my door. So right now I'm hearing basketballs dribbling and bouncing off of basically what is my right ear. Um, I'm about to go and scream at them. But this is why this should be the Super Bowl halftime show, because of moments like this. Uh, MJ says... all. C-O-E, I hear it literally echoing inside my head, and uh, that's the only thing that matters. Hope Ate Fear, thank you so much. Friend of the show, always on here. Um, all Ferrari lovers are obsessed, very common. Hi, Scott, love your glasses, look great. Scott, let's get right into a true crime question here, because yeah. this is my mind. Um, sure. I've asked you this question before, but I'm about to ask it to you again, because we've been discussing both the Adelson uh, look at this, Alligator Ashley. I have an addiction to SDS. Please don't give me an intervention. I would never do that. And as I say, mm-hmm. much safer than crack cocaine. Scott Duffy is a former, uh, he was a drug guy in the FBI. He, he stopped drugs from happening. And uh, he says it is safer to be addicted to SDS. Uh, Scott looking dapper in his glasses. I just, I forgot the comment you just put up. But, um, I mean, look at Phil. Kindred spirits investigations. I don't want to, you know, run his company through the mud, but you better uh, you better be on top of Phil there because this habit is out of control. Hi, Joel. This is a random, but did you work with Rick Leventhal? Yes, I did. I know Rick at Fox News. I'm a Bravo Housewives fan. and a. Tra- <laughs> yes, I did. I know Rick very well. As a matter of fact, I was at a UFC in Madison Square Garden with Rick. He's a nice guy. If you see Rick Leventhal, you tell him I say hello. And he's married to one of those housewives now. Um, So keep me in the loop on that. Let me know what's going on. He looks good. He has a book that just came out about uh, reporting around the world. So I do know Rick Leventhal. Um, Scott. So, the Adelson case, now the mother's arrested. There are reports that uh, not only do they seize her phone, but they have now seized the husband Harvey Adelson's phone. I guess that's the first question. I was going to go somewhere totally different. Could the seizure of these two phones continue to break this case wide open? In other words, mm-hmm. the daughter, people are are they've got a spotlight on the daughter, Wendy Adelson, the ex-wife of of uh, Dan Markel. Is it possible that Wendy said, mom, if you are uh, ever taken into custody, just, you know, don't tell them that I said that you should commit this crime. Um, Could she implicate herself? Could there be reason on
2: that cell phone for her to be worried or the, the husband to be worried? Sure. Anybody should be worried if they put something on their phone and deleted messages don't matter because they can be recovered up to a certain period of time. So, yeah, I think our phones are very damning for for any of us. If we're involved in a crime, it shows a conspiracy. We can't help ourselves. And what I mean by ourselves are any criminal that's going to be involved in some sort of conspiracy. And I I have used phones in conspiracy cases and I've locked up the first and then the second, the third, the fourth as a result of what we have found. On the phones, not only through text messages, but of course, uh, all the other technology. But um, yeah, I, w- I would imagine this case is far from being over, and it looks like it was a, a family affair. Hmm. For sure. And let me,
1: Scott. Let me ask you. There's been a lot of talk over uh, about WhatsApp messages. Are they? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say yeah. uh, this is a hypothetical that Donna was WhatsApping with. Wendy and Wendy said incriminating things. Because WhatsApp is yeah. encrypted, will they still be able
2: to get information? Because years ago, apparently they were having some trouble with that. So it's a good question. And uh so I I'm out five years now, in five years and and I was on a wire right right up until I had left. And we we were not able to to get into WhatsApp. Um and so it was. It was a good mechanism that's been out there. I don't know. I would imagine law law enforcement can sometimes be behind. But then once you figure it out and you you get the right search warrants, as long as you get uh, the right companies in place, and then to provide you the necessary authorizations, I, you know, I I would hope five years later we've we've been able to master that. But what I like to the downside or the upside was we were able to um, see conversations, whether it be by text or even by phone, if we were on a wiretap and they'd be like, say no more, let's go to WhatsApp. Um, and so, you know, you, w- you would see those, they would s- announce it. And and then I think you would be able to go get that information later on. Hmm. Uh,
1: I'm just checking to see if uh, Phil waters and he has not, I was just checking to see if he texted because uh, this is an unusually long amount of time, but uh, he's, you know, when you have an addiction, you have an addiction. Uh, Disney nerd says, Hey, SDS love Fridays on SDS lurking through as I drive home from work. uh, Thank you so much. And that is precisely if you're driving, please listen to us on Apple or Spotify or Audible. But look at Lindsay Shea. Everyone wants to show your show, Joel. That's why we love watching on YouTube. Uh we're working on some new things with the studio already, uh, because of me and fixing Wi-Fi issues. So uh bear with us the next couple of days and maybe a week where while we make those changes. Maxirella, I like that name. Lovely way to end my Friday and very long week. Best guest, best host, best mods, best chat. STS. Special shout out to Space Coast who was walking me through and uh the COE about how to properly delete things so I'd be able to get a decent Wi-Fi signal signal, which appears to be teetering once again. Uh hey Mono, you just look at this. What happened to the other studio? Uh we're we're gonna be back in there. It's still there. Mainly my laziness. Uh, the question I was going to ask you, Scott, that I know I've asked you before, because it came up again with Sh- uh, Shanna Gardner. She has two kids, twins, beautiful twins, not, now probably 10, 11, 11 years old, I want to say, with this ex husband, Jared Bridegan. And he's dead and he's gone. And she's now likely to go to state prison the rest of her life. So this is my simple question Why don't people think um, three feet? ahead of their their big toe why are they not thinking about these other issues
2: oh yeah I, excellent because that's that's the sad part to our jobs is when you know you you um you're glad to get to, to find who did it but ultimately especially in these horrible domestic abuse homicide situations you know the um especially with kids in place it, It's 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 I think I think it ultimately that rage and that anger and that hate that comes out and they just forget everything. It's, it's one of the most selfish things you can do because you're not just doing something to the person that you've killed, but uh, you've erased your the futures of your family. Um, and, and that's it's, it's like time and time again. And and every show that brings light to this, and every court process that brings light to this, there's there's just another one in the wings waiting. It's just it's, uh, it is it is amazing that this day and age the same thing just keeps repeating itself. And um, I, I just there's just that that defect and that they just don't think. And so now so many lives are are ripped apart. Do you think that there's just uh, – we were talking about this
1: also yesterday. Do you think there's more, um, like, issues with people, uh, narcissism, things of this nature because of the advent of technologies? It, what I'm trying to say is the world totally out of whack and off its access, more so now than, let's say, 1973. Are we just more hyper-aware of it because there are shows like this Uh, There's, you know, access to information everywhere. Do you think it's because we're more aware or do you feel like
2: things have gotten more out of control? I I think it's a combination of both. I, you know, domestic violence and domestic homicides have been around since, you know, people have been uh, cohabitating. It's just what it, it seems to us on the outside that the easiest thing is to just walk away and i'm not talking about the victim i uh, uh, of a domestic violence because i've been in so many houses where i i just i've been educated as an outsider to see just how difficult it is to get out but on the other end i'm talking about the perpetrator the one that decides that um murder is the only option that uh they just they just totally have a a blank and and so instead of just to pick up and figure out a new life they um they seek to destroy that which they you know it's it's a revenge it's ultimately a consumed with revenge and that way uh they just you know they they don't think of themselves for sure and and of course not even given consideration for the kids that they've created. So yeah, it's just a lot of destruction. And and then of mm-hmm. course, because of shows and so forth, what we have today, we're just seeing it so much more prevalent. Um, but I, it's, it's been around a long time.
1: Uh, Phil waters. We were telling uh, STS nation that Scott mm-hmm. and I uh, on our own dime, we flew out to Houston yesterday for the intervention um, to try to stop you from buying your 17th Ferrari. <laughs> Um, we actually had to, uh, use one of those battering rams to get in and you didn't want us in. We finally talked to you. You broke down you went through three boxes of Kleenex and lo and behold, we left Houston and here it is less than 24 hours later. You're back on the phone. Even your shirt. Is that a Ferrari shirt you're wearing? Cause I see motor. Oh, this is
0: actually my, uh, Indian motorcycle shirt, Indian motorcycle shirt. So Bill, is this now the 17th purchase that you're, uh, finishing no, 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 moves? Actually, this is the uh, RomTech bicycle contraption <laughs> that I will be <laughs> using after Tuesday when I have knee replacement surgery.
3: Mm. So mm. he
0: Tuesday? happened to deliver it. They were supposed to bring it between 12 and 4. He shows <laughs> up at the crack of 4 o'clock, and mm. so uh, he had to set it up. So I had
1: to... Mm. Anyway. Those... Uh those windows of time man. they, they get, no matter what the window is, it's always off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, still so, uh, waters. Yep. This is massive news. Uh, you are going under the knife on what day? Tuesday. Tuesday. And, uh, what time, how do I send you flowers, Phil? I know you want flowers. Well, I'm not,
0: I hope not to die. I hope to survive it. So, uh, <laughs> flowers would be appropriate, but, uh, uh, it's scheduled for two forty-five. I have to be at the hospital at twelve forty-five, and, you know, I got to use all sorts of bacterial soap and all this stuff before I get in there. You know, yesterday I was talking with the anesthesiologist. They were mm. doing my pre anesthesia anesthesia, you know, yeah. discussion, EKGs and blood and all that. Yeah. And, uh, the only thing I really got out of the whole thing is there's so many instructions. It's not possible to retain all of them. The only thing that I got out of it was, is do not use the, and these are her words, do not use the bacterial soap on your privates. <laughs> but that was the only thing that I really, you heard that, that yes. really resonated with me. And was there
1: a, was there a follow-up question on your ha- on your behalf there? No, I, was I shun- didn't
0: say why. I just, she, she told me three times, <laughs> do not let the bacterial soap, do not use it on your privates. And I thought, well, okay, I got it. Will not bacterial soap. <laughs> I'll wear fiberglass underwear or something to protect my privates from bacterial <laughs> soap. So, my wife thought uh, it was kind of strange as well.
1: But uh, yeah, anyway. the things that you learn on this show are really amazing. If you're going to get knee replacement surgery, you cannot let the bacterial soap pre-surgery get on your privates. You will That's not right. get better in coe. Oh, cut that as a uh, bite for the sizzle reel. That's important. <laughs> so, how long is the surgery? How long are you in the hospital for? An
0: hour. That's an hour. That's it. And, uh, I'm just that's it. You, this doctor is my my well, my former, we'll dentist. My former orthopedic <laughs> surgeon <laughs> yeah. who I pulled his shoulders teeth. died. Oh boy. Uh in, in 2020, not from the Wuhan stuff, but uh had <laughs> a brain aneurysm. Yes. Which was amazing he's 66 years old. You know, I mean mm. anyway, wow. uh so I uh yeah, it was time to get the, I've been getting the gel injections and they're not working. Wow. So my knee's torn. Yeah. It's time to Let get. Let me tell it. you
1: something. So, so shout out to my uh, my brother-in-law, Benny. He is a cardiologist. He does angioplasty. So, uh-huh. he essentially, I'm going to tell you guys uh, a nine-hour story in nine seconds right now. So, he essentially takes like a mini, mini little pizza cutter uh, that you would use to slice a pizza, but he puts that into your vein and goes into your arteries and unclogs them and saves many people's lives every day. You guys always on call, always gets called in for emergencies. I had so many other questions. for you. The main question I had for you, Phil, which I want to get back to is how long does it take when you're in a conversation with anyone who doesn't know you before they
0: figure out that you're a detective? Is that quick? Oh, I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I've this never, doctor. never asked him. Um, I did I'm have very- a lady that was. What was I doing the other day? Oh, we had gone to California from with my kids and my whole all of my family was out at uh, Thanksgiving in California, which was nice. And uh, we got back. We had to leave our Poppy dog here, and so when I went in to um, to get Poppy when we picked her up. The lady said to me, you look like you're a veteran and we'll give you yeah. a discount. Mm, very nice. She said, Well, I am. And she said, well, you look like one, which I'm not sure what that meant. I, I took it as a compliment, but, uh, huh. yeah. so anyway, but I've never had anybody, um, uh, no, never had anybody uh, really, really say that to me. Like your, uh, your orthopedic, orthopedic surgeon went home and was like,
1: I had uh, America's most respected detective in the <laughs> office today. The guy was asking me a million questions. That's why I had it throwing the thing about the bacterial soap. And when I got there, he had no other questions. I was
0: able to get away. Well, um, know, it's all a process, man. It's just, it's a, and they're using, I don't mean to take up time. We're getting there, nachos, mom. We're getting to ASA. Don't no, worry. It takes us a is, while. Is is. One of the most amazing things about this is there is a robotics component to this. So they have this robotics thing contraption that Mm. actually comes in and it's like shooting the measurements in your knee because they're Mm. taking the old stuff out and they're putting this new bionic man thing in it and it shoots this robotic thing and it places the knee perfectly in the opening in the joint. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, So this was my, this was my nine second story.
1: I'm going to tell it to you right now. When I worked at Fox in New York city before I was at Fox news channel, I I was working with a guy named Rich. No last names necessary. Great guy. I wouldn't even care if I told you, but he was my cameraman. And I, one of the first days on the job, Rich says to me, I'm not feeling great. Blah, blah, blah. Don't see him again for three years. Literally don't see him again for three years, but we have, you know, we're, we're friendly. We're text often, whatever we'd see each other. Fast forward, like two, three years, I think it was three years. And there's a horrible storm that they're having me cover. He he was the New Jersey camera guy and I was in Manhattan at this point. So don't you rich doesn't care anyway. So I, I, I meet up with rich and the old timers at a uh, Fox were great. Cause they would, you know, like be the middle of the day. And these are guys that have been working at the company for 40 years and they'd you know, say, Hey, let's grab lunch. And you sit there and have lunch and they would tell you stories and they may or may not have cracked open a beer. So there's a few of us now gathered. This is what we would do in news on a, on a day where we're covering like storm coverage before the storm actually came or something. So Rich looks at me and he, and he looked like crap. And I said, Rich, how you doing? He's like, you know, I was mowing my lawn. I just don't feel well. I said, Rich, at that point, three years ago, I told him to call my brother-in-law. I said, Rich, do you ever call my brother-in-law? He says, no. I said, you better call him today. And I'm dead serious. And I kind of laid the law down on him. Calls my brother, next brother-in-law, Benny. Next thing I know, he's in the hospital. It was too far gone for him to have angioplasty because you can only do that up to a certain point. So they couldn't remove the plaque. He had to have emergency quintuple bypass surgery to save his life. He was going to go to... Jamaica that week on vacation. My brother-in-law said if he went there, he was coming back in a pine box. To this day, Rich McHugh sends me a note every birthday of his to thank me, which he doesn't have to do. But I love Rich. Great guy. Get yourselves checked out. But the the moral of the story, Phil Waters, has nothing to do with your surgery other than (laughs) when this happened, my brother-in-law said to me, he said, what I do, I'm basically a car mechanic. Like they just put parts together. Like it's much different than, let's say, curing cancer. They're removing parts, putting parts in, unblocking parts. And uh, that's what saved Rich McHugh. And with you, uh, they are just maneuvering
0: parts around, Phil. So Godspeed to you. You will well, thank be great. You. Thank you. It'll be, uh, and they get you up. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. So are you home the same day? I'm it's going to last an hour. They say you will be out of the bed walking. They're going to give you a walker just to keep your balance. But then the next day they expect me to be in physical therapy and on this bicycle thing that they brought in here. So yes. You mean? You have, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you have to take a photo
1: if you're, if you want to, and I will Instagram that out uh, <laughs> for all of STS nation to see at surviving the survivor. We will keep tabs, close tabs, Um, I sent Phil and Scott a little gift that I'll probably get right around there, but that was not intentional. But we'll uh, we'll get together with STS Nation. We'll do something special for uh, Phil Waters. Joel, can you ask Scott if he's been watching the new TV show, FBI
2: True? Scott, have you? Yes, I've caught some of the episodes. It's a great program. What is it? Ann Began's a creator. She's fantastic. Uh, Former FBI and now Hollywood. Is this um, a, like a uh, fictional show? And what, where do I find this, Scott? No, That's so you. it's CBS. It, it jumped around. I think it was on Paramount Plus And um, CBS took it over. So I forget which night. I think it might be, well, I won't say a day. It's it, But it's a regular CBS programming. Hmm.
4: Think,
2: and uh, they're, they're true stories retold through the, uh, the eyes of the case agent.
4: Oh, wow.
1: I'll have to check that out. Uh, Look at this ski hat, Sarah. You know that you're becoming a nice big show when ski hat, Sarah is saying hello to Boston, Sarah, when you've got enough Sarah's to go around that ski hat and Boston are talking to each other. It has been 26 minutes and 29, 30 seconds, and we have not gotten to the first story. I partly blame it on Phil's knee, but now I feel bad because uh, we thought the intervention didn't work with the Ferrari. But I'm glad that uh, you have not bought another one since we were there. Yeah, yesterday. this was not
0: Ferrari. Uh, this was not a, a, a um,
1: mm.
0: Ferrari. Uh, look at this traded uh, event. Lee La L- Love has
1: um, advice for you. After the surgery, be careful with the accelerator on the Ferrari. You're going to be much stronger, so keep that in mind. Uh, counterweight that, if you will. Uh, Phil and Scott, I don't think you know this, but yesterday I was driving. Was it yesterday? It might have been the day before now. I think it was, ye- it was yesterday. It's the longest day of my life, I think. I was driving. A feral cat jumped out of a bush. Much better <laughs> me than you, Phil, because that feral cat <laughs> jumped out. I swerved, swerved back, cracked the front of my tire, um, heard the hissing right away. 2600 bucks later, needed two new wheels on the left side know. and four new tires. I'm not happy about it, but I, I saved a cat. Um, that's it. Um, I'm not happy about it anyway. Let's move on to our by the way. The COE finally posted uh the a new improved Adelson family tour. Check it out. She did an amazing job editing this. This is why you'll see why editing is important. Uh, the COE put her heart and soul into it. Please uh check it out. It's uh, it's well done, not by me, but by her. So check that out. It is posted under the video section. And on to the first story, uh, we're going to be talking about the accused Long Island serial killer, of course, his victims that we know of, Melissa Bartholomew, Amber Costello, Megan Waterman, and he is the prime suspect in the fourth homicide of Maureen Brainerd Barnes. I can't tell you how many text messages and tweets I've gotten about this, uh, Phil and Scott. Phil, uh, a DNA sample taken from Asa Ellerip, who is now the estranged wife of Rex Shewerman, uh, matches her genetic material that was found on the remains of victims. Um, the way that Joe Jackalone explained this, because I've heard so many different explanations, is that they had her mitochondrial DNA, but now they have her hair bulb, and so they were able to get a full profile, and it is a full DNA profile. Mm-hmm. It was taken the night of her. Of his Rex's arrest in July, let me stop right there. Is this a big deal? Oh look, there—that's uh, the Ferrari dealer. Is this
0: a big deal know, or, or is being it... turned off? I'm not sure what happened no, there. Wow. No. Okay, um, sorry about that. Well, that's you know this is sorry. on my Mac and it's off on my phone. I don't know. I don't know how this. It's
1: works. all. It's all good, uh, Phil. Now I have compassion since you're about to get a new knee. I won't. <laughs> I won't come down on you. What is the deal with this DNA story and Asa Elleryb, Phil Waters? Is it a big deal or not at all? I can't figure it
0: out. You're talking about just the fact that they now have the full, full DNA, DNA profile. profile. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. And if we presume the evidence leads us to this particular evildoer having done some of his evil deeds in their house. The fact that her hair shows up, I don't know what it showed up on what, uh, one of the bags, one of the burlap bags or. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the state.
1: Yeah. Prosecutors say that Asa's hairs were found on the burlap. And now hey. the sources say the DNA extracted from the hairs on that burlap matches her cheek swab samples but it's okay. a full profile. So it wouldn't if he
3: if he committed one of these murders
0: in their house or he used the burlap bag which came from the house there's there shouldn't be any big question about how does one of her, how does a hair belonging to her end up on the bag, depending on where the bags were stored. So, you know, Mm -hmm. one, one doesn't lead to the, the next conclusion that, Oh yeah, she must've been involved because her hair is on one of these bags. She lives in a house. The presumption is these bags came from the house her hair being on one of these bags is not a is not strange to me it's not uh unless they find some other piece of evidence that connects her directly to one of these murders and we know that what we've been told anyway is that she was involved in these crazy sex swapping stuff so we don't know I guess what I'm trying to say is, you yeah, we don't know the context in which that hair ends up on that bag.
1: Uh, Scott Duffy, the questions are coming in. That's uh, an interesting explanation. Uh, Scott, before we even get to this question, is there a reason that we're learning about this now? Because this DNA sample, this cheek swab, the, the buckle swab, as we call it, was taken in July. Is there a reason, is someone leaking this now? Is there a reason we're finding out about it now?
2: No, I mean, it. I don't know who who tested the uh, the swab like what what uh what lab but if if I were to take a swab and send it to my FBI lab it could take it it could take up to a year and then I would have to ask for a really hey can you expedite this okay we'll expedite it in 6 months so it I mean first of all it, it could be relatively fresh information even though the 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 testing was done in July um so I, it's, it, it. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where this came from either. Like, was, were they doing a FOIA request and came up on a search warrant or a test result of something, or was it actually announced through, through the uh, prosecutor's office? I'm just. But it, it, well, I it, think that, I, yeah, I think Newsday. I believe Newsday on Long
1: Island broke it. Uh, go, go ahead, Phil.
0: Well. Look, I mean, don't read into this thing. Like Scott has just said, the fact that the reason it was, it was taken in July and, and now we're getting the results now and, and in 1st of December or late November, uh, it, that would just be the time frame in which they got the test results back. And that is remarkably fast, actually. So I'm sure, to use Scott's word, that the request for processing was to expedite it. And that's why they're getting them back now. It's not to me as a detective. It's just not, it's just not a big revelation. I mean, they had the mitochondrial DNA, which is the, the little specific uh, DNA. That's not the full profile. And now they have taken the buckle swab and now they have done the comparison and yeah, the mitochondrial matches now the full DNA profile. So to me, it's just not, it's not that big a deal. I mean, in terms but as,
1: of, but as a detective, is there something you have to do? Do you have to go another step with anything to make sure that like, how do you know that that doesn't indicate some sort of involvement? And by the way, there's a lot of people in the chat who are like, I bet you she's involved
0: now that they're hearing this. There's always well, been a little suspicion. But, again, we don't know the context in which that hair ends up on that back. So to just say in isolation, <laughs> We have a hair, her DNA has now been fully a uh, full profile has been developed as a result of the hair um it's just another piece of the puzzle, but I don't see that that in and of itself has an affirmative link to her being involved in the murders i mean that's that's the way I would look at it it's it's nice it's nice to have we've got another piece of information here. And until we find something else that does link her in another way to the actual event right now, this is, this is evidence that we're just, we have it. We know we have it. And it may explain something later on that we discover, but just in isolation by itself. It's just not to me. It's just not that big of a revelation. Mm -hmm. uh dominique
1: says i think she's involved karen michael says can we get an update on tuesday when phil has fully recovered from surgery Uh, yes you can (laughs) i will text phil probably won't be up for it on tuesday but i will text him nevertheless i'm sure i'll see a ferrari that day and i'll send him the photo anyway um mac 19 for you scott duffy is ace elrup's match a case of transfer dna or is there more to the story Peacock, the production company by NBC, is paying at least $1 million to ASA to participate in a documentary. The victims' families are pretty upset. What do you think about this transfer DNA question, Scott? Uh,
2: unless I'm missing something. I think, I think the- And there's several the actual,
1: hair. It, it, people are saying yeah. there's that's another thing I'm trying to figure out. I think it is several hairs. And I think,
2: yeah, go ahead, Scott. Yeah it's and so if ultimately it's it's the hairs and and some may you know that you can do some great hair conspir um comparisons but but ultimately the uh the the dna is 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 what's going to be very important so if they got the the um the dna from from the the follicle or from from the root and then of course having to do you know they probably did uh some test plucking or some hair plucking as I've done in my time. And then of course the, uh, the buccal swab just to, just to put it all together and ensure unless they have DNA from something else. Yeah. The transfer is a possibility. I, I don't, you know, for that period of time, it's not like, uh, you know, I touch something and, and, you know, the, my DNA might, might be on that surface depending on climate and whatnot. But, but if it's, if it's hair, then yeah, they're just putting their um, just doing everything across the board to ensure that not only will a forensic scientist be able to say that the hairs are more than likely one and the same, that from a known sample, that being from Aza and then of course what what's been recovered at the scene. And then of course the DNA aspect to say there's, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that this hair that was recovered at the scene and the DNA all, all come back to the same person. That's, that's what I'm getting from that.
1: Scott Duffy. I can't help but notice that there's no more fire back there. It's hard for me to tell exactly what it looks like a little Christmas tree. um, So almost like a game show looking My my cabin in the woods. Yeah. What is, what is it though? Is that a, is that a Christmas tree I'm looking at? What's going on there? Yeah.
2: It's, it's a, it's a, it's a cabin. Oh, Overlooking oh. a skylight with the snow, fireplace. Yeah.
1: I, f- I feel like the Duffies are a family that like meditate together, it's like very <laughs> holistic family. Uh, they say, um, and and then they ring a bell at a certain time. Like very soothing, very relaxing. This is a great point by Charme Lillies. He says, she says, Joel, it'll make you feel better. Imagine how much it would cost for four new tires for a Ferrari. How much would that cost, uh,
0: Bill Waters? Mm. Well, there's damage to the wheels. The wheels themselves, at least the ones that I have on my 360, would would probably one uh, just for the wheels probably five thousand, six thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you like to put the. I would be happy. That's what- that's another, you know.
1: um the coe just put this up prosecutors say asa's hairs were found on the burlap and now the dna extracted from the hairs matches the cheek swab samples investigators had previously tied hair on the victim's bodies to asa does that change anything phil
0: well that does uh but again you're talking about transferred dna now And there is the possibility. So what is the nature? Where is the source of the DNA supposedly on the bodies that belongs to her? If that's another hair, then that's where you get into transfer DNA. So a hair off the bag gets transferred to the body and and the DNA all comes back. So, um, I, I, again, I, I mean, I let evidence lead me where I need to be and I know people like to, excuse me my poppy dog is wanting to get in here. Um let's see poppy. Want to uh you want
2: to come up here? Come on. Come on
0: poor nugget. Come on. Nugget's Hello. stuck in Hawaii suffering <laughs> in Hawaii.
2: Everyone's <laughs> oh, forgotten.
0: I, I, I just I'm I'm just saying that uh Right now, I, I don't think we, I mean, there may be some other things here that the detectives know that we don't, and I'm sure there are, but we don't know what that source of that DNA is. If it's another hair, then that can be explained by transfer from the burlap bag to the body. And again, we're at the same place. So the hair is going to be explained. Um, we're going to have to get something else that's going to have to link it in a different way. So I, mm-hmm. I, again, it's, it's good to have, it, it's just another piece of the puzzle, but, uh, I don't, for me, it doesn't bring me to a conclusion about anything. Mm-hmm. Regarding- Scott Duffy, uh, looks like you're about to say something, but
1: let's lead into it with this SL Connolly, Why have any of the, haven't any of the adult children's hairs who lived in the house been found on the victim? And then you've got ski hat, Sarah, who says the wife is a bit odd. Everyone is really. That's true. That doesn't mean she's complicit. That said, it's hard to think she knew nothing. Uh, I tend to agree with uh, ski hat, Sarah, but what about, uh, we're not seeing hairs from anyone else in that household. Is
2: that just random? Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, let, let's say, let's just say for uh, what I like about the fact that it's coming back to AZA is it's keeping it within within the family dynamic it's not saying there's somebody else involved other than rex but it is saying it's still within the family dynamic as opposed to an unknown an unknown i think could be well it, it wouldn't be problematic but it would be something that the prosecution eventually would have to explain in court saying okay you know um if, if they go forward and say yes rex did this and then took the bodies here and then buried the bodies. And then of course uh, forensics picked up hair, but there's an unknown people are going to, you know, they're going to, the defense wants to, uh, uh, this, this, um, seed of doubt here, at least now you're like, Hey, we have another sample other than Rex, but it's his wife. So what that allows is it's, it's, it's Rex, it's Rex, it's Rex. And, perhaps there, there was a homicide or one of the bodies in the house, or perhaps it it further shows that the bags could be kept in a basement. And, you know, just look, think about everybody in the family, they're touching things, whatever it is that's in your house. And, um, and so thereby hairs happen to, uh, to be displaced on these bags. So, why the kids aren't, I mean, like anything else, why, you know, it depends where these bags were at the time. i hmm. uh, go ahead, Phil. Is that a hand well, look, raise?
0: I'm trying yeah. not to interrupt. So. No, um,
2: no, you're, you're great. <laughs> um,
0: The, uh, the fact that there's no kids, at least at this point, DNA hair, that kind of thing is what we do know. And I, and I look at these things objectively. What we do know is, is that, this particular evildoer and his wife were involved in some pretty freaky deaky sex stuff. So it would only, to me, it would only make sense that if these victims were involved in that same activity with this couple, and then once they're through with their freaky deaky, whatever they're doing, swapping stuff going on, then he takes them and kills them. And she doesn't know that he is doing that. And so her only question would be, well, what happened to so-and-so? You know, and he just says, Well, you know, can't get a hold of them, whatever. But my point is here: we do know that they're involved in particular activities. <laughs> they're, inv- they're involved in them together. I thought I had this thing turned off, um, and um, so I, 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 this is crazy. Well, <laughs> I, this is best halftime,
1: best Super Bowl halftime show ever. And this is this is Banfield, by the way. Do you imagine uh, the crowd? Oh, do you imagine the crowd? It's 80,000 deep and in Houston, Texas for the Super Bowl, We're doing the halftime show. The crowd's going wild. And then Phil's bozo horn goes off on top of it. They'll oh, go crazy. They'll lose their minds. They'll lose their minds. But
0: my My point is here. We do know that they're involved in an activity together. That would, that can answer why her DNA is on the bag at the scene, that kind of thing. Um, and she, again, his activity with the murders is separate and apart from the, uh, you know, the, the hoochie coo weird stuff. So, um, <laughs> again, I, I, I mean, I just look at these things with objectivity and I know there's going to be a bunch of, you know, panty waters out there that are going, Oh no, 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 you know, that other stuff. But, I mean, but but I'm not just looking at it as what they're releasing and this and that and this and that. I'm trying to determine what they know the bigger scope of the thing. And So I just don't, right now, I don't see anything to to me that would say she's involved in the murders because she could have been involved in the sexual activities. That's why her hairs are, if they're, I think I saw somebody that said I was on a belt of one of the, Well, I mean, this stuff can be explained if they're both, you know, bumping uglies with the same person at some point. And um, then they're going to leave or he's going to take them home or whatever. Then he goes out and he does what he does. So uh, right now, everybody needs to kind of hold their water a little bit here. And let's see how the evidence, where the evidence leads us regarding her involvement. It's interesting, by the way, Ms. Trial says, I came for the Crime Talk,
1: I stayed for the clown horn. Uh Happy to have you stay. I think I saw Ms. Trial say that she also worked uh, very close, if, if you're the same person, because um, it happened quick to see how we moved the comments around. But someone said that they worked very nearby to uh, the accused serial killer, Rex Shurman. Um, Scott, to, just to put a little bow on this here, uh, Jenny Pajama Pants, one hair isn't enough for me to believe Asa was there, had anything to do with it? There needs to be more evidence before I think she was in on it. There are multiple people saying, and I've and I've heard this, uh, like on the Twitter, but I have not seen it officially, that it was more than one victim where they found this DNA. If anyone knows anything about that, I would appreciate filling me in on that. Um, but Scott Duffy, I notice a markedly different um, attitude toward Asa Ellerip in the chat now. People are saying. She is suspicious. She's been suspicious all, all along.
2: Uh, Do we have to temper ourselves here? Well, I mean, you know, you, you, you never want to point the finger. And that's why I think when Phil and I make comments, we make comments based upon what our experiences have have brought us to this point. And, and so always look at the evidence for what we know it to be. Um, So but at the, at the same time you know you you um you do have things that are taking place for example this this whole peacock episode or the, the this this is this is pretty pretty odd for for somebody even though it's like okay yeah make some money because we're we're desolate it's 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 it just doesn't sit well i think especially with victims families where are they all getting million dollars uh contracts um to follow their lives have any of them be reached out to so yeah i could see it not sitting well with um with a lot of people especially victims families things but like yeah, this uh the, the comments are interesting uh nina
1: says they believe they found dna on three victims i need to confirm this uh pretty lucky tarot says the wifey meaning asa knows more than you think it's part of her kink that rhymes more than you think part of her kink. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I like it. Question to jo- to the COE. Does COE stand for correction of errors? Mm-hmm. If errors is my life, then yes. She's constantly correcting my life. Uh, then S.L. Connolly. Um, Bill Waters, I heard four victims with her DNA. I need to confirm this. Then this person says three. Uh, what if that DNA is found on multiple victims? Does that change your
0: thinking here in terms of her being involved in the murders? Yes, not anything, not really, not really, given the act, given the well documented sexual adventures that they were on together, and uh. Uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 certainly putting yeah. her in the in the big picture of things, but uh, given what they did together, and and now we're hearing three. Four, I mean, by the time we get through this broadcast today, it's going to be you know there's ten different people that have all got her DNA on them. So, I, yeah. I, again, again, I I don't it's something that's going to be up on the chart and it's going to be, because this is one of these things where you're going to, you're going to put a timeline up. You're going to put stuff on the, on the board and you're going to say this person, this DNA is linked to this person, so forth and so on. You're going to, this is going to be one of these put up a, put up a chart on the board and just like on television where they're putting pictures and connecting. Mm dots so um again you got to remember the activities that they're involved in very personal uh activities where they're you know swapping spit and every other type of human fluid mm. and uh right now i mean i i just i just don't um i think people are mad at her as scott's talked about that supposedly she got a million bucks or five million, whatever it was to do this Peacock documentary thing. And uh, so she's cashing in on her 15 minutes of fame. So, I mean- I, we, hope, they're,
1: I we, hope they're not swapping bacterial soap, Phil Waters. I hope they're not swapping that.
0: Well, I would, yeah, if they are, I would, you know, I, I hope they didn't use them on their privates. That's all I can
1: Yeah, say. so it'd be horrible. This is an interesting question from Matthew Newton. Scott Duffy, you're the professor- Uh, This theory implies that he killed them the same day the three of them had sex. But the police have already claimed that he did it when
2: she was out of town. Can you explain that, Professor Duffy? I I don't quite. I was reading that question. So which which theory? I guess guess the implication here is that... So basically, to be
1: clear, Asa was cleared by police. That doesn't mean you've heard these guys talk enough to know that they... Doesn't mean can't bring her back in for questioning, uh, but she was cleared. So I think the question here has to do with the fact that the police have said that she was out of town on the occasions of at least these three murders that he's accused of. And I think he's asking, uh, does this imply that maybe she was there when it happened?
2: I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Yeah. And so I would just say then that question would go with what I think Phil and I have been saying, that the DNA um, this whole story of the DNA and where it's being found doesn't make it make uh Asa any more part of the crime. Uh, out, you know, it's it just that it gives more credence that there's no one it that it could have been inside the house somehow, something was taken from the house, whether it be a, th- these bags or some other. And, and thereby you have a trove of, of evidence that's been transferred in anybody's house. And so whatever it is that's used has now been, has, um, uh, used to dispose these bodies. And, and so it's simply to me, it implicates more that it, it, something came from the house. It's Rex, it's not a big unknown of somebody somewhere else. And so, um, I totally agree with Phil. There's nothing more that indicates she's involved in the murder, as opposed to uh, the the uh, the swapping and whatnot. So that's it's, it's uh, it, now. Does that mean that she doesn't know? You know, no one's going to know that at this point, I would, uh, unless there is somebody from the inside, this inside circle, who is talking. But the evidence itself is not, in my opinion, is not saying she's involved in the murder. To me, it's just saying that that the house and and anything taken from the house um, is coming up Rex and her, and uh, that that we know of. Maybe they are dog hair samples, kids, other you know that just hasn't been confirmed yet. But we're we're hearing what's been confirmed, and that's. Rexon and her
1: uh love my sully blue phil and scott this is a very interesting question uh i know phil you don't want to make false assumptions but doesn't your gut instinct play a big part in investigation does your gut play a big part phil do you go with your gut during investigations and before you answer that phil cat's gallery says what is a panty water I file mine, LOL. This would have to be someone from overseas. Us Americans don't say file, but it sounds like she puts hers in her drawers. So go ahead, Phil, uh, about your gut instinct.
0: Well, just the the cat's gallery, the wadding actually takes place while the person is wearing the panty. So, um, I hope that, that I hope that clarifies it for, uh, Get more
2: specific for cat
0: gallery, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure there's no bacterial soap in the privates uh, area there. Um, so, um, what was the question? It was uh, uh, your gut, your gut instinct, by the way. Shout out oh, to Tali coming to from Israel. Go, ahead. Go um, ahead. Well, of course, of course, I did. Of course, I, I've used uh, you know over uh, the scope of my career, I, I, I use those instincts uh, in an investigation. And it allows me to, based on the evidence, make some invest, you know, make investigative decisions and which direction I need to go, what do I need to do and so forth and so on. So so sure. But again, people have got to remember that people that do what I did and what uh, what Scott did is that we enter these investigations objectively with open minds and we let evidence lead us where we need to be. And uh, it's always a journey for the truth. So it may be a fact that her hair are on. Let's just say for, I think the most we've seen four people, they're saying that three be, or four, yeah. let's just assume for this moment, this discussion that that is a fact, but the truth of the matter <laughs> may be that she was not involved in the murders. So, um, uh, people have got to understand that uh, just because something is is released, I don't know that it was something that was uh, released surreptitiously. I, it sounds to me like this information was released as part of the, the uh, investigation and the detectives involved and the agencies involved to release a little bit of information to say that the mitochondrial stuff that we got in the beginning has now been matched with her, with the buccal swab that was taken directly from her. And it's her. So to me, it's just more kind of a, it's an informative thing. It's not, it's not them going, Hey, we got the magic bullet here. So, uh, people, you know, calm down a little bit.
1: Uh, look at McSpunky, generous as ever, gifting five surviving the Survivor memberships. Look at that handsome face with his glasses on his head like that. Uh, Miss We Last comes to us from uh, Scotland. I've got hair all over the place, whether I've hoovered or not. My pillow on my bed is always coated in hair. Some folk don't understand how much hair you lose each day. One hundred and fifty hairs. That's a lot of hairs to lose each day. We do shed. Um, who's this? Mercy, Mercy, 81. Is it possible he put hair on on his victims? Um, it is possible, right, Scott Duffy? I mean, there's any
2: kind of possible variations here? Sure. I don't I don't know what that would do for him. But yeah, it's, it's very possible. Y- yeah. Intentionally or or not. Right. And that's that's the big question. But yeah, I just I don't think this, the, that this DNA confirmation does anything more to advance. If, if they are looking at her as a possible second suspect, I just, I just think it continues to narrow down to it's, 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 uh, Rex, the house location, et
1: cetera. I can't tell if that says Tam or Tarn. It looks like I I really need to get my eyes checked now. She says, I'm suspicious now, not because of the DNA and hair. It's this new persona. Uh, It's interesting. Suddenly. Um, hang on, Matthew is clarifying his previous comment here. What I meant or mean is that the gentleman in the lower screen, Phil Waters, that is America's most respected detective, says that Aces DNA is on the woman, women, because they had sex. Then he took them and killed them. Uh, I'm not sure I completely
0: understand that. Phil, do you understand that? Well, it's kind of sort of what I said. I'm not sure what his point is. Um, My point is, and Scott's reiterated it as well, is that uh, she may have had been involved in some sexual activity with these people, but didn't take part in the murders. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's the simple, simple conclusion. And Phil Waters,
1: what about this from Ski Hat Sarah? Is it a crime if she did know and said nothing?
0: well uh, i don't know i don't know what the law is up there um i I don't think so i i mean i, I mean because she knew something's going on didn't report it uh she she is a civilian she's not compelled at least in texas i mean you're not you're not compelled to intervene or and, and she can say, look, I know it was going on, but I was scared to death to say anything. You know, he was going to kill me. So I don't know. that She could be, until you get something connecting her to the actual acts of the murder, uh, she's not going to be a party to the offense. Miss hmm. uh, see only on STS can we go from Phil's
1: knee to murder to panty water's. I love this channel, LOL. And again, this is why we will be the Super Bowl halftime show one day. Look at this. Um, most important question of the day from Peggy. So important. It's a super sticker. Scott, is that a radio slash amp in the wall behind you over your right shoulder?
2: Yes. Yes. That's my, it that's my basement
1: it sound system. And so you put music on what a soothing home. So whoever called him soothing Scott was right on the money. So um, this story uh, is almost done, but believe it or not, there's another aspect that I want to cover very quickly. So there's a guy named the happy face killer, Scott Duffy. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. His name is Keith yeah. Jesperson and police paid him a visit. He just admitted to his eighth murder um, I believe he's in Oregon. But what he told police and what he showed them, apparently or he showed, actually, there's a podcast I have to give credit here called The Lighter Side of Serial Killers Podcast. The Lighter Side of Serial Killers Podcast. Uh, never had heard of it before. Keith Rovere is the host um, on that show. I guess this guy, uh, the happy face killer, Keith Jesperson read his email or sent an email that or mail, not email, but mail, snail mail, that he received from Rex Heuerman um, in prison or in jail. I'm not sure if he's in prison or jail, this happy face killer. So Happy Face Killer, he also preyed on sex workers, gets a letter from Rex Huerman according to all this. Uh what does that say to you if in fact um that's true. Let me read a quote here. Uh, the quote is, and this is apparently from Rex Hureman. You were right about letters. I've gotten a number of them. This is Rex saying this asking for interviews to be friends, pen pals. And one guy who sent me three letters asking me to write back and add to his collection of letters. The letter reads, you are the only person meaning this happy face killer, you're the only person who I've written back to and plan to write to. Uh, This is coming from the happy face killer, super odd and creepy to me. What would you make of this? If Rex Herman is in fact writing this pen
2: pal letter to this other serial killer completely across the country. I'm, I'm kind of stumped on that because I, I was always under the impression that it's, it's, it's very difficult for a family or a loved one to write a letter and get it through without being on some sort of authorized list. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that one suspected killer is able to mail another. uh, And is the happy face killer. Is he like done uh, convicted and serving? Yes. But, but
1: police, uh, so let me go back here. Uh, Jesperson mentioned the letters last month when police in Florida visited him in an Oregon prison to record his confession in the cold case murder of Suzanne Yellenberg. Um, and it's an image that I guess this podcast host then shared with Fox News Digital. This is coming straight from Fox News, which is a pretty reliable source. I used to work there, but um, you know, it's not, you know, uh um just a run-of-the-mill news outlet that no one's ever heard of it's a pretty big news outlet and they've got some pretty yeah. serious mm-hmm. uh true crime reporters at fox news digital which is different than fox news ch- uh channel but uh that is that is what they're saying um so it, no, is, no, it is strange
2: right i believe i believe the story i would i would um if i was the detective and and all of a sudden i i would take it that this information from the happy face killer comes out oh by the way i also have a letter from Rex Heumann that that I would ask to see that letter. It's not I don't think it's beyond these these um, killers to want to be in a public spotlight. So, you know, having not heard of the happy face killer and maybe he's not so happy that he's not as well known. So he wants to get in the mix of another national story. I, I, I would I would say that's great. Let me see the letter. And then if that letter just happened to not be available, then I I would put doubt on it. But no, if it if that if it is true and they're communicating.
4: Huh. Yeah, that's a uh, little
2: surprise. Donna's correcting me and I might be completely wrong here.
1: Maybe I am wrong. It says I thought it was other around the serial killer wrote to Rex Shewerman. That makes sense and told him if he's guilty, he should confess. Mm. Uh, does that make a little more sense to you, Scott? Because I, I could be wrong. Um, I thought I must have misread the way uh, it was put, put down on paper. But um, either way, is it odd to you that they're corresponding? Because one way or the other, they're corresponding with each other.
2: Yeah, I, it's, it's not odd. I, I can see these these individuals, you know, especially when, when you're in the limelight communicating. I... I did have an individual that was writing letters to a mass killer. And uh, so we, we took those letters and it was definitely one way. It wasn't a two way communication. And basically Mm. this, this um, this individual was, was kind of uh, sympathizing and kind of, you know, agreeing with, with this mass attack and the way it took place and kind of giving it, um, giving her way out. But in, you know, that was an outsider communicating with, with a prisoner. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused as, as to these prisons allowing prisoners to communicate with one another. It's, it's yeah. so I'm getting some clarity. I'm getting
1: some clarity from STS nation uh, now. Cause I always say best guess better community. Lindsay Shay. The Happy Face Killer's daughter, I remember this now, she set up that GoFundMe for the family of Rex Hewerman. So maybe that's why they're writing each other, it says. And then uh, 24 Baby Bull says, Happy Face Killer likes to write to other serial killers. He wrote to Rex first. No matter which way, who wrote which way, it goes two ways. And I knew Phil would raise the finger there, not the middle finger, the other finger. Phil, go ahead.
0: I would be very surprised. I would be shocked if our evildoer here at Gigo Beach is writing anybody his attorneys are telling him, you better just sit in your freaking cell and keep your mouth shut. Mm. I can't imagine that he is, even if he's, I'm sure he's getting letters, that he would be responding. And especially responding to some serial killer that's convicted sitting around with nothing to do. So I would be really, really surprised if, um, if he's the one that initiated this. It makes more sense. That the convicted serial killer who has nothing better to do but sit around yeah. in a jail cell and write letters to a an alleged serial killer than it would be for the alleged serial killer to be writing him. The lawyers are telling him, you're Interesting. not- And then-
1: uh, I wonder if Happy Face is watching STS, and if he's happier, but, or what if Happy got really miserable watching STS? He was no longer the Happy <laughs> Face killer when he was watching yeah, yeah. it. He- he uh he he says here I'm very confused on this story I have to admit but he says uh, uh this is now um the happy face killer speaking about Rex he says you have to look into it a little bit, but it seems like he's already at peace in his heart that he knows that he's busted um and he goes on the happy face killer to say I always try to tell people to own it just to admit." Uh, Admit to it. Meanwhile, police were just there to get him to confess, basically forcing confession out of him. And he's saying to just own it. If you're arrested, it means a prosecutor has enough evidence to take you to court and prove you guilty. They wouldn't have arrested you if they didn't. This is according to the happy face killer. Scott Duffy, what the hell is going on here? I I will now uh, officially say that I agree with Phil that I think that the correspondence was going happy face to Rex. Unclear um unclear if Rex responded but in either way
2: this is very odd isn't it I mean that yeah it's very it's yes but two you know one suspected and of course one you know convicted it's it you know serial killers that's why uh do have some unique qualities and uh you know, wanting to be in the limelight, it's, it's not out, out of their realm. So, uh, Phil's right. It's okay. Now I'm, now I'm caught and I'm kind of sitting here. Nobody's really knowing who I am anymore. So now part of the, uh, the big mix, I'm maybe, uh, send out a bunch of letters to, to a bunch of, uh, nationally, uh, exposed serial killers and, and, um, Rex is, is one of them. And it, and it also sounds like, if the daughter started a GoFundMe page, maybe perhaps they're they're sharing information on how uh, the family of a serial killer or the family of a killer um, who may be desolate can now can now uh, get some funds. So,
1: but look at this, Phil Waters, and we'll wrap it up on this story. Could it be? Detectives impersonating happy face to get a confession. (laughs) Phil waters shaking his head, but it appears from what I'm reading that there was a two way correspondence. Um, I will have to confirm that and let everyone know very confusing story. Um, go ahead, Phil waters. You were shaking your head here. Well, no. Mm. Yeah. There you go. No, there you go. Uh, Moving on. Um, wow, we are so far behind here. Uh, obviously, we are going to pivot to probably the biggest story uh, that there is in the country, and that is, uh, as Phil calls him, the evildoer. Uh, we have to think about obviously Kelly Gonzalez, Maddie Mogan, Zana Carnodal, and Ethan Chapin. They are the victims in this case, so we'll go through this one fairly quickly. It's a uh, kind of a disturbing story, and it was brought to everyone's attention by a YouTuber named Jay. Lr, I think it is. I have to double check the initials. He was actually at CrimeCon. Basically, what happened, Scott Duffy, is video surfaced that he claimed to be authentic of the surviving roommate, whose name I'm not going to use, DM, but most people know it, and she is seen partying and having a good time. Um, and when this YouTuber got that video, um, he posted it and uh, wrote something to the effect of it looks like DM has recovered. Uh, and it was at, from a Halloween party. Um, she has since transferred to a different school. What do we do about this, Scott, if anything? I mean, she's in the public eye. She's a victim. Um, as far as anyone knows, she is just a victim. But here she is trying to have fun as a 20-something-year-old, very young 20-something-year-old. Someone gets some video of her on TikTok, and the next thing you know, it's all over the social medias and the
2: YouTubes. Um, to process that, yeah. So, so from day one, I've always um, protected and would would stand fiercely to defend her and anybody in her position. Um, there's a lot of unknown, and so thereby we have to respect the unknown and not try to uh, sow seeds of doubt of. or or try to figure out why she did or didn't do or delayed, whatever. She is like any other millions and millions of young people, college or not in college, uh, enjoying everyday life, experiencing everyday life, and then was thrust into the unimaginable. And, um, And so you know you can monday morning quarterback how you would react but you have to put her in the time and the place and simply accept it at at that face value that she gets to act any way she can act and um and and that's that's just the the um what we have to respect with regards to her as a as a potential witness to something she just had no clue until she did have a clue. And that's when she observed what she observed. So whatever she's doing now, just she's just trying to live life and trying to get over um, absolute. um, I I just can't imagine what Mm -hmm. she's going through. And so she absolutely can live life and um and not have to look back sh- and, and not look back. I mean, just to imagine that. So yeah, if somebody wants to try to throw throw whatever she's doing to try to discredit her, you know, it's it um it doesn't belittle, take away anything from her for being who she is every day. Be, you know, she she wishes this never took place. And that life would just continue on. And she was nothing in anybody else's eyes other than just a college kid. That's.
1: Yeah. So Phil Waters, just very well said, Scott Duffy. People are uh, applauding you in the chat as I am. Uh, What happened here is a video that was originally named on TikTok showing DM the victim dancing with friends at a party. It was posted on Twitter now called X by this guy, Jonathan Lee Riches, who runs this youtube site called jlr investigates he writes uh the caption saying that she has recovered um it was reportedly filmed during a halloween party and then people blasted this guy on social media saying a clip of a few seconds doesn't mean she is healed she'll likely never heal um then another one says those impacted by homicide have the highest rate of ptsd major depressive disorder addiction alcoholism and suicide out of all crime survivors, those of us left behind fight on invisible battles no one else could see. Leave this young woman alone. I hesitate to repost because I don't want to give this type of true crime reporting further credence. What, what do you say to this person, Phil Waters, uh, who's posting photos of the victim having a good time at a Halloween party and calling her out for
0: it? I think he's a despicable slug. Hmm. Mm. And I think he, uh, you know, it's all about clicks, right? It's all about likes on videos. And uh, I wouldn't piss on this guy if he was on fire.
3: Mm.
1: I got to say, and I don't mean to make light of the situation, but hashtag despicable slug with a quote with Phil Waters underneath would be an, um, another amazing Despicable! If Phil ever said that to me, I would never leave my room again. Ever. <laughs> ever.
0: Ever. Well, that I'd guy in room. doing that, he probably probably just yeah. leave his parents' basement very often. So, uh, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, what a piece of crap he is.
1: Uh, can someone please send me a graphic that uh, has quotes around the phrase despicable slug with Phil Waters' name and uh, surviving to uh. Gmail.com. Um, I got to get a shirt made of that. It was just, that was so good. Um, I don't want to correct spelling, but, uh, despicable is is D E. I'm a pretty good speller. That's one thing I'm good at. It's the only thing I'm good at in life, but, uh, I need, uh, I need that for a shirt. Uh, I am not T pain. I'm on it, Joel. Uh, love it, Phil. Um, look at this. People are upset. Uh, I'm upset about that, but it's disturbing. It's Friday. I I wish her nothing but the best um and bf the other surviving roommate i mean the rest of their lives this is going to be on their on their mind every single day so let's not make it worse for them and uh some people should uh i wonder if this is true phil they say he lives in his mom's home who knows maybe it's possible well, i think i just alluded to that didn't i so yeah um so this story caught my attention because it's gaining some steam. A, a, a Wyoming woman, uh, she disappeared during a road trip recently. Uh, her name is Kate Ferguson, 33 years old. She was last heard from in October. <laughs> surprise, surprise, Scott Duffy. The ex-boyfriend, Adam Avilas, he was arrested on weapons charges. Um, he's being investigated. When they looked at the car, there was actually a gunshot on the car. They found a gunshot on the car. And then they, police say they found five blood, um, as well as blood stained clothing. Now, when you read this, at least when I read it, not you, let me, um, let me, let me preface it by, by giving it that, um, whatever the word is I'm looking for. Anyway, I'm exhausted. When I read this, I say to myself, guilty, lock them up, throw the keys, go to prison for life. Uh, how do you see this? What else has to be done here to confirm that this putrefied blood, that this gunshot wound to the car is a gunshot hole in the car. um, How do you match it up? There's no body. She, she was just disappeared in the middle of Wyoming, which as we know is a wide open state. Um, How do you now connect the dots if you are investigating this?
2: Yeah. So she's still missing. And, and then of course these, these, these pieces of evidence probably add to endangered missing right that that it looks like something uh has taken place some violence has taken place as opposed to her just just breaking down and uh, wandering off looking for for help and and then is lost forever in the woods um so what happens in these cases is you start with the inner circle and, and who was the last person to see her. And, and then of course, who's closest to her. And, and, and if this boyfriend is developed, law enforcement is, is going to want to show quickly that he is not involved and by his actions and his cooperation, whatever else, the police ask him to submit to an interview, perhaps even a polygraph and, um, and and then that's it and then they can continue to move on so if the boyfriend hey is all all keyed up and and very uncooperative and and you just know immediately through that first interview then you know you you're going to have to build a case so it's still you know october is is uh only 2 months ago and and for and especially at where they're at now they're going to have to um have to put some pieces together the 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 gun sh- the, the the bullet hole is great the blood if it comes back to her um and is great as as long as it's it looks like it's blood indicative of being shot as opposed to you know just a a nosebleed or something and the, and the forensics should be able to 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 show that with regards to how much Blood and and then continue. So now you're going to go through the phones. You're going to go, what was it? Alibis, et cetera, and um and then and and getting him arrested on unrelated charges as we do. If we have a number one suspect and said that's our suspect, we would put the pressure on. And and typically, if there's a violation of probation, or in this in this case, it looks like a um, some sort of weapons violation, then you can you know, kind of tighten things up and uh, put the pressure and perhaps he'll come clean with some sort of interview. And, um, you know, but, but ultimately that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. And hopefully with the phone, be able to piece where he's going. And perhaps if there's a, you know, a spot where they say this phone is, is for a period of time, you know depending on just how wide that search is uh or how what what the lay of the land is look for shallow graves and whatnot because when somebody tries to get rid of a body they realize they didn't plan for that in in when when they committed a murder and th- and now they have to try to get rid of the body and that that does take some doing and ult- ultimately that's you know you you can hide a body for some time especially in a desolate space but um my guess is they they zeroed in he was uncooperative from the beginning and now they're trying to piece it together finding that body would be great um but i i think it's still early in the investigation not finding her to to levy any charge against him for this
1: hmm. um oh yeah this this is the same guy remember this uh it says JLR is the one who created and posted a fabricated audio of screaming from the murder house. I remember this. He was called out publicly for it. Hadn't heard from him quite a while. So maybe there's a little history here, but uh, definitely should be no uh, victim shaming. Uh, Phil Waters, to you, um, this this caught my attention because of the work, your line of work. Um, It says... In a subsequent interview, so basically, they found everything they needed evidence-wise. You, you guys are going to yell at me for saying that, but they found blood, blood-stained clothes, a bullet hole in the car, and then Phil. They have they don't have a body, but investigators spoke to the, the four-year-old daughter. That's the bozo horn. No laughing matter here. They spoke to this couple. The couple has two kids. They spoke to. I almost fell off my chair. They spoke to the four-year-old daughter. And she said to investigators that she witnessed her father, quote unquote, accidentally hurting her mother. Phil Waters, I know you've been there. Um, or maybe you haven't because maybe special people have to do this. But do you, in your time, did you interview very young children or would you always have to give that to someone else?
0: Well, I have. Uh, of course, we have a, a, you know, child assessment center where. Um, there are people that are trained specific to that function that uh, will interview children but i have i've interviewed children on the scene uh, and have we've depending on what it was and how old they were we've my partner and I would discuss if there was any any advantage to doing that or just letting that happen at the assessment center and so forth and so on. So, um, both ways, um, have dealt with, with kids. And, uh, so it's, it's a, an investigative decision that's unique to the investigation. that has got that factor involved in it. Hmm. Uh, what
1: about Phil, what about being able to, indict and ultimately convict a defendant with no body, but you've got this sort of evidence, you know, bloodstained clothing, how much, how, how much of an uphill battle is it without the body?
0: Well, I have a case. I think I may have talked about it here that uh, we started out as a missing person case. Her car is found on the other side of town. There's blood bullet hole in the door and very suspicious missing persons had the case initially they were called to that scene then we got contacted because of the blood bullet hole and some other stuff that looked like it was going to end up being a a homicide a murder so we very fortunate and Every piece of evidence, I've got video of the actual event. This happened in a neighborhood. She was pulled up in the driveway. He was mad. He came out and we see on the videos at night, but we see her car up. Lights are on. We see him come out. There's some discussion of some kind. Then we see muzzle flashes. Uh, And, of course, she slumps over the car, brake lights come on, that kind of thing. So we had the entire event. Then we've got him absconding to Honduras. Mm -hmm. So I've got him at the airport, getting on the plane. We've got him getting him off the plane. So we have a lot of different, and and I know we talked about this before, but uh, the only thing we don't have is the body. And we don't know where. He was the one I was talking about that he got caught in Guatemala where we have an extradition uh, treaty with them. And he was the barber and they perp walked him and uh, sent him back and to he's yet to divulge where he where he put the body. So it is possible it. But the but the the evidence does have to be overwhelming. It sounds like in that particular case that it they're they are there, and so I would expect they're they're going to have as we are, I think we will have a successful prosecution hmm. look at Black Widor, uh really
1: upping her um her game face, if you will for s t s with this the shades. I love it Black Widor coming to us from the Republic of Ireland. Is the spelling corrector lady still here? Uh, That would be me, I guess. Um, I was correcting the word despicable for despicable slug. Uh, This next story, um, Scott Duffy, sadly, is from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Uh, There's two stories sort of back to back, one from the Commonwealth and one from just a couple of stories, Scott, that we're going to get to, believe it or not, that involve your either your career path and or your Commonwealth. The first one from Pennsylvania. Curious if you heard about this. This is this is actually very sad. Um, I thought about my parents. My father could never do this. Now, it just kind of made me teary-eyed. An 84-year-old Pennsylvania man was arrested after being accused of beating his wife to death in their home, according to the Montgomery District Attorney's Office. His name is Bart Seltman, Barton Seltman, Uh, He's 84. He beat up his wife, Margaret Seltman, 85 in lower. Are you familiar with Lower Potts Grove Township, Scott Duffy? Yes. Yeah, that's where they lived. Um, Tuesday, about 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon, maybe while you were teaching, they received a call from Barton Seltman about an unresponsive female. Uh, An affidavit of probable cause obtained by Philadelphia NBC 10 claimed that he told 911 operators that someone had beat his wife and she was bleeding from the head and that their kitchen had been ransacked. Um, He was arrested. He's being charged with this murder. Uh, Scott Duffy, any, you care to guess the motive behind this murder? Mm. You got to guess. 84. She was, um she was an older woman by one year. He was married to an older woman.
2: Yeah, don't let age get in the way of, of good police work. Yeah, I, am I to take a guess? Hmm. Um, she was running around on him, right? That's a great guess. That's a fabulous guess. Didn't even occur
1: to me because I'm narrow-minded, and I would say, well, I was in 85 because I'm thinking of my mother, who's probably out at a club in Miami right now. She said she was having a friend over. They're probably at uh, some club in Miami. Um, three, three drinks in. I have to check on Carm, make sure she's okay. Ex- external line, I can't even read. Ex- exeter line, 1930, dementia, question mark. I hope it's not dementia, but um, a joint side investigation by Lower Potts Grove Police and Montgomery County Detective Scott Duffy, found that Margaret and Barton Seltman were arguing about money for a veterinary for veterinary care of their cat when the fight turned physical. Um, Phil Waters, like many husbands, he got a bill, or many wives, it could go either way. Uh, he got a bill from the vet for the cat. And by the way, I just got a bill from the Tesla dealer because of a cat for twenty six hundred bucks. Um, I would doubt it was twenty six hundred bucks, but he got a, a bill. He wasn't happy. Phil Waters. And he beat his wife, and she died as a result. Um, this is very depressing,
0: isn't it? Well, anytime it's, uh, you know, you have a homicide, especially with people this age. How long have they been married?
1: It doesn't say how long they've been married, but I imagine it's quite a while because they're 85 and 84. But I'm curious, did, would you deal in, would, would you come across this with um, sort of geriatric murders, people who, I don't know, get violent later in
0: life? Uh, I I don't, I don't remember one off the top of my head um, where it was something like this that doesn't jump out to me. Um, well, this is like the guy that uh, the 74 year old man, I think in Florida there that just got arrested because he whacked his wife with a bag of Oreos. So, uh, you know, I. I mean, he didn't die from that did no he? no 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 no, i think he I think he smacked her with the Oreos and then he may have uh, done a little uh little choking thing on there but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone about this said cat fight question <laughs> <Is> well that- <laughs> you know, so i mean you you it goes back to what I've always said that anyone's capable of any actor under the right set of circumstances and mm-hmm who knows what kind of pressure was on this man. I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying we don't know what the backstory, what the total backstory here is. Um, you know, I mean, his wife may have been very annoying. I mean, who <laughs> <laughs> and, no reason to kill anyone. No reason to kill this, anyone. I'm not saying it's a reason. I'm just saying that for him, uh, he he was uh, tapped out. You know, he he was just he was topped out. You know, on the on the annoyance level, and uh, it took and him eighty four years. What do we know about the cat dying? uh no, he he
1: he killed the wife over a bill for the cat.
0: Okay, uh, so be, what, I would, I would, believe, would be, believe that it's her cat. Yes, and correct. But I was going to say, what it. if it was his cat? And what if it was said,
1: his cat why would and she be was mad yelling mad at him that, him that he paid too
0: much? But why would he be mad that he paid the bill for his cat? Yeah. It was her cat, yeah. and I'm just speculating here, but it was her cat. Yeah. <laughs> and they may have had a discussion. I mean, who? I don't know what was wrong with the cat, but uh, these vets are very expensive. and he may have said, just take the cat and put it in the ground. I mean, who who knows what the discussion was, but she took it to the vet and now this tremendous vet bill and that set him off. He's been dealing with this cat. This is just my speculation. He's been dealing with this cat for a long time and it has become a very annoying to him. And now she goes and expends, X amount of dollars on this cat that he doesn't like in the first place. And he's probably told her, don't be going and getting that cat taken care of because it's going to cost too much money. Well, she went and did it anyway. So he comes back and again, I'm not justifying it, but he gets the bill. I told you not to do this. So therefore it's time to take action. So, that was the right set of circumstances for him.
1: Wow. That's, that's actually very fascinating in a disturbing kind of way. SL says, I'm sure the guy is violent. Um, to your point, uh, Phil, my dog bill was 4500 in October and in January 4300 It's unreal. Um, Phil, could you ever look Nugget or Poppy in the eyes and say, Nugget, Poppy, I'm just not going to pay the 4,500 or 4,300. Sorry, uh, you're going to have to just expire because I don't want to pay. I have 19 Ferraris, but I don't want to spend the few well, grand on you.
0: Could you ever look them in the eye and say that? Well, Phil? look, I had a, I had my bull terrier before Poppy here, hmm. Lily. We were told at one point that she had 30 percent. A, she had a tumor in her lung. She had a growth in her lung, one of her lungs. And over a period of a year and a half, she ended up with, she had 30% lung capacity. It grew that much. So um, it becomes a question of quality of life, a quality of life for your for your pet. And I'm telling you, um, we could have at the time that it was first, discovered, we could have spent a fortune and gone in there, cracked her chest, pulled that thing out of there and all that good stuff. Number one, we wouldn't have known if she survived it. And we don't know what the quality of life would have been if we'd have done that. So we made mm-hmm. a decision to let her live her life out. And she lived for another year and a half before we eventually had to put her to sleep. And uh, that's tough even when you know that's what you have to do. And I'm going to tell you, it, it broke my heart. It breaks my heart today, but mm-hmm. these are just decisions we have to make. And, you know, we've had horses. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that when it comes to these animals.
1: Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. You've got to consider
0: brutal. a whole lot of different things. Brutal. And if you really think that spending 45, this lady here who spent, almost nine thousand dollars it sounds like yeah my question would be what's the quality of life for her for her animal now today did it Mm -hmm. did did the desired results occur or are we just you know dragging this thing out to what the eventuality is going to be yeah And uh, i
1: think i i think i Just before, my beloved Mabel Rose was two weeks shy of 17. She was was pretty sick. I was giving her IV bags, the COE and I, every day for her uh, kidneys. Yeah. She had an episode. I took her to the emergency vet. I was with her laying on the floor. 100% certain I would see her the next morning. Yep. And uh, went home for the four or five hours to get some sleep. The vet called. I'm sorry she's passed. Yeah. I could not. I still cannot believe those words. I wasn't there for her. Phil Waters, in her mo, in her biggest moment of need. Not sure that I can ever get over the hump. Um, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Friday night just went down the
0: drain. But I have to pull myself. Out. I'm sorry, but it's anybody that 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 has had you know that that loves animals and and certainly in the way you do, the way I do. Uh I don't know if squats if Scott's is uh, squats, hashtag squats, <laughs> do your leg squats.
1: <laughs> That's definitely getting made. I'm not T Pain. I need a hashtag squat.
0: Oh that was, that was pretty that. funny. I gotta admit, that was pretty funny. Uh <laughs> yeah, un- you know what? That was, when I was at- that was unintended. That's what makes it so funny. Let me tell you
1: something. When I was at Fox Five, I was standing in front of the Apple store. If you know New York City on Fifth Avenue, it's one of the busiest, you know, areas, intersections. And I was doing a story, couldn't tell you why or what, I have no idea, but about I guess I had to do with a pawn shop selling apple parts. And that's why I was standing in front of the Apple store. And of course, in my it's called a sig out when you're saying goodbye to the anchor, instead of saying pawn, I said porn shop. (laughs) Man. The amount of tweets and uh, emails, oh. you know, it's like you can, you can literally, you can interview the president of the United States, but if you say porn instead of "pawn" by accident, like squats instead of Scott, that's it, man. That's your legacy. Now, Phil Waters, you got to live with it. <laughs> well, years of squats.
0: For, now, for, for now the future on, uh, when we put our <laughs> little names below there, <laughs> you need to put Scott and in quotes, Squat Duffy.
1: Squat <laughs> Duffy. I love it. Uh, analytical bl- uh, Blarney. I bet it was a stray that adopted the humans and kept coming back, and then it became their cat, but the husband didn't want the cat who wouldn't leave. So many uh, theories already coming up with this. He wanted a pet monkey. Uh, Phil is so funny. This is a great question. I don't know the answer. I presume the answer is yes. Is the cat
0: alive? Uh, mm. Hopefully you get to that point. Yeah. You, this, so here's my question there. Yeah. Why didn't he kill the cat?
1: That's a that's a great question. Uh, so I cat, mean, thankfully, maybe may
0: the cat may have died. You still got to pay the bill, mm. and so therefore, one plus one still equals two. He reaches those circumstances, and so now the only, in his mind, the only solution is the cat's dead. Well, I'm sending you where the cat is. So, boom,
1: there you mm. go. A uh, despicable slug was posted on x which was then twitter back in 2015 so it's not the first time we've ever heard it but i do love it uh this Hello. says phil is not a cat person i'm sensing
0: uh phil oh, waters no, 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 that's not true that not is true. not true i love cats. Yes. in fact i had my my cat satch i've talked about him on here before who was named after joe satriani the virtuoso guitar player uh, was murdered by a couple of Wattweilers 10, 11 years ago. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, that was a uh, horrible, horrible thing. I've had cats all my life. I, mm. I
1: love them. I love cats. Uh, he now has three hots and a cot, someone to cook, wash the dishes, do his laundry for an 84 year old. That might not be so bad. Phil Waters, you got to be, you got to level with me here. I mean, and, and this is not to make light of a crime, but maybe we'll just make a little light of it let's say this happened in Houston when you were an active detective Uh and you had to take this guy in an interview room. Would your partners outside be making fun of you that you're about to walk? Like, how would they handle this? I mean, it's obviously serious. I don't want to make light of it, but you're, you're, you got to go talk to this guy who, you know, did it. And, and realizing the circumstances,
0: how would your fellow detectives treat you in that situation? Well, I'm sure they'd all be hovered around the monitor, you know, watching to see what my approach was and see what the discussion was. But uh, look, I'm going to tell you what, one thing that keeps uh, homicide detectives sane is the dark humor that's enjoyed inside the homicide division. Look at this. Never seen this before. Good morning,
1: Joel, from Katmandu. Well, Michael, good morning to you and welcome. Welcome. Love having what is the, like, what are the people of Kathmandu called? Kathmanduians? I would like to know that. Uh, But welcome. Love to have Kathmandu. COE, I don't know if you're seeing that. She probably left with the kids three hours ago. Uh, I am. I'm a huge animal lover. I actually, I think I've mentioned this before, my childhood dream. My parents took me to a hotel one year it was kind of like a resortish hotel in the Catskills, which exists, but the hotels there don't and I once saw a chimp, very famous. I want to say it was mr jigs j i g g s and from that moment on, I fell in love with chimpanzees, and i've always wanted a pet chimp it's been my dream my whole life to have a pet chimp and I told my kids the other day that I was going to get a pet chimp, and I started to google it. Fifty thousand dollars, Scott Duffy. And I don't even know if it's legal. I don't know if it's legal. Um, but Scott, tell me you wouldn't love it if let's say you had a let's say you had a Christmas party mm-hmm. and you invited me, hypothetically, and I flew up there and my guest, my plus one was my chimp. And I just walked in and he's in a tuxedo and I'm in a tuxedo. I mean, wouldn't you love that? I think that would be you'd be the life of the party. I would, right? And in oh, Philadelphia, man, they would, they would get it. Like, Philly people would get it.
0: Maybe I'd have an Eagles jersey on him.
2: All right, even better.
0: Um, well, you know, you Scott know Bob, Duffy, you're- Bob Seger had a song called Catman Do.
1: Oh, there you go. I thought we were going back to the chimp. Um, <laughs> Phil, would you
0: ever get a chimp? Would you, ever, would you ever have a pet chimp, Phil? Probably not, because They're nasty. Um, my father had a a pet shop at one point and we had some monkeys. We had some minkies in there, you know, uh, to use the, uh, inspector. By the way,
1: Katmandu is in Nepal and he, Armand, a different person letting us
0: know Nepalese. So there you go. Go ahead, Phil. And Bob Seger wrote a song about Katmandu. That's the name of the song Katmandu. But anyway, I digress. Um, I'm gonna. By the way, uh, T. Pain already emailed me. I
1: can't look at it because I'm doing a live show. But I'm gonna post it on Instagram at Surviving the Survivor. I'm gonna tweet it out at Podcast S T S at Podcast S T S. Someone here is saying Cat Mandans. That's interesting.
0: Don't know if that's true, but go ahead, Phil. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, well, I was just going to say that we had we had uh, you know minkies in our. Uh, in our uh, pet store, pet shop. And they were spider monkeys and uh, squirrel monkeys, I think. And uh, he had a uh, honey bear, which is called a kinkajou, which was really cool. But one day, one of the spider monkeys <laughs> opened.
1: So, the- someone's all- comment, sorry, DT says, what conversation
0: did I just stumble upon? Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> uh well, you know, you know, remember the Pink Panther, right? And Yeah, I remember the Pink Panther. But. And remember the, the scene in there where the, the guy says, does your monkey bite? And he goes, no, my minky does not bite. <laughs> and then the monkey bites the guy. And the guy says, I thought your monkey didn't bite. And he said, it's not my minky. Um, <laughs> great line. Uh, but- By the way, look, it's legal in Florida to have
1: a chimp Uh, Debbie surviving survivor at Gmail, send me all the information I need to know.
0: I might do this. Go ahead, Phil. But anyway, so the spider monkey, my dad came in one day and the spider monkey let all of the other animals, it got out of its cage and it opened up all the other cages. Hmm. So you had birds flying around and other minkies, you know, flying around all that stuff. And there was a parrot that was this a true story. There was a parrot up on top of one of the shelves and I think the Minky's name was Jocko or whatever. And uh, the parrot is saying up there, bobbing its head and saying Jocko has been a bad boy. So it's quite entertaining. Those were just before the day we had, you know, we had videos on camera on cell-, cell phones and all that stuff. It would have been a great video, but um, to answer your initial question, no, because they are really uh, nasty
1: yeah look it says yeah, uh,
0: Watch what th- chimps do watch what chimps do they pick on each other around their privates where they have not used any bacterial soap by the way mm-hmm. and uh they pick stuff off of each other and eat it so yeah uh no i'm not i'm not uh, a big a big uh, fan of of having a chimp uh well there was a story Long ago, where the, he basically ripped
1: the, the woman's face off. Yeah. I don't, oh, and she yeah. needed it. I think it was a transplant. But uh, M- M- Michaela here is reminding me. Obviously, I haven't seen the stories about chimpanzees yeah. ripping their owners apart. That's have true. you? Um, They're very strong, and then, by the way. Yeah, very strong. Look, chimps get very boisterous as they mature. Michael Jackson had one and had it handed over when it was grown up. He and uh, Bubbles became
0: well funny i
1: just found out that charlie adelson the story we've been talking about this big tough guy he had a dog named bubbles but um yeah bubbles i guess a little more fitting. oh no mj
0: right
1: yeah mj had uh chimpanzees are super strong and they could literally rip your arms off your body but they're cute i think um i wonder what um what do you think a chimp's breath smells like, Uh Scott? Can you, can you brush their teeth, Scott Duffy? What do you think?
3: Hmm. Have
2: you ever thought, of, have I, you ever pondered this till now? I, this is the first time that I'm pondering brushing the teeth of a chimp. So, mm. and look at this analytical Blarney. I would get a saddle for Ethel and
1: the chimp would ride Ethel. It would be a, amazing it'd be
0: incredible how did um, how did we even get to this level of conversation <laughs> how did how did this all happen by the way um, yeah, we we're talking about the dude. cat we we're talking about the cat murder we about, about monkeys chimps. chimps ripping faces off okay oh yeah this is it i'm sorry here bill
1: davis asked charlotte nash if pet chimps are a good idea she's a lady who had her face torn off yep. by a pet chimp named travis wow that is scary if that's enough for me i will stick to dogs Uh, Problem solved. My mother is very happy. She's going to call me, by the way, after this and scream and ask me if I'm serious. So these last two stories, one is related to uh, Phil. One is related to Scott. I did it on purpose. The first one, uh, Phil Waters, Keegan Haroz, Haroz, R-R-O-Z. Ever hear the name? Probably not. Mm. She's a criminal defense attorney in Oklahoma City. That's why I bring it up. It's your old home. Yeah. she was someone that you believed in even when you stumbled, said Lisa Wise Miller, who met this woman, Heroes, back in 2013. Well, she is a criminal defense attorney and uh, she is now under arrest for murder. On April 8th, 2021, she, along with her client turned lover, Barry Titus, were arrested and charged with the premeditated triple murder of this guy's former girlfriend. <coughs> Uh, her name is Tiffany Eichor and Eichor's parent and the motive was
0: that's Phil's old uh <laughs> I turned um, I turned internet. the one I turned the one off and the other one goes that's so all I'm sorry I didn't all, it's all good Phil beyond my it's technical good. capabilities here I'm sorry it's 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 part of the
1: show so anyway this lawyer marries her client and then they kill the ex-girlfriend of the of the new lover and it's because he was in trouble and they were going set to testify against him in a trial. Uh, the story really has nothing other than uh, the fact that she is a defense attorney. I thought it was interesting. Um, a defense attorney going on a murderous rampage. Uh, does that surprise you Scott Duffy? Cause Phil is looking at his stuff. I don't want to interrupt him. Phil Waters, now, would it surprise you that a criminal defense attorney would go on a murderous rampage? No. Okay. That's it. We're done with that story. (laughs) Uh, This next story has to do, this is, uh, by the way, a public service. I picked this on purpose. Um, Scott Duffy, this has to do with you. Carjackings in Washington, D.C. are up 104 percent. Recently, a United States congressman, uh, Henry, I don't I don't pronounce his name, cellar of Texas. Uh, He was um, C-U-E-L-L-A-R. He was carjacked, a diplomat from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, But just this week, Scott Duffy, an FBI agent, one of your own, was carjacked in D.C., Two people carried out the mid-afternoon arm carjacking. The car was found 30 minutes later. He was unharmed. I, there was a, a really horrible story. Three young, uh, one, I think three teens and a maybe a 20-year-old uh, carjacked a woman in New Orleans. They dragged her so far that her arm was severed. She was dragged like 750 feet. They're going to prison for that as they should. But I bring this up, Scott Duffy, because this is actually something that could happen to one of us. We could be returning from shopping at Target. We could be returning from shopping for food for our new chimpanzee at Pet Supermarket. You get in your car. What do you do if someone carjacks you, Scott Duffy? What is your advice?
2: Uh, Give them exactly what they want, their car and get away. It it happened so quick. And and so thereby they're just they're just looking to take the car and whatever else comes with the car. And then, of course, um, that's it. Just don't fight. Don't nothing. Just absolutely give them the keys. And if the if if it's running, just jump out. Let them let them take it.
1: Phil Waters, you're coming out of Target. Uh, This was an FBI agent. You're a homicide detective. Two guys carjack you at gunpoint. What do you do, Phil Waters? Do you take do you take Scott's advice, or would they
0: quickly be looking down the barrel of your forty five? Well, I mean that's a situation where I'd have to make a some tactical decisions. Uh, but if they got the jump on me, and uh, I would feel pretty stupid if that happens. But uh, if they were, then uh, I would call nine one one. And let me ask both of you, Phil Waters first,
1: you're trained, you're a trained law enforcement officer. Would you have the wherewithal to get the, you know, to, to, to get a description to obviously know your own plate number? Would you, would all those things be, all those ideas be forming in your head instantaneously as you're calling 911? Well, I
0: would have all the inf- I would have as much information as I could put together, certainly to, to give them everything that, I can recall from the instant, and specific to my car, of course, I'd provide them all that information, but uh you know it's it's uh that's one of those things of of always being aware of what's going on around you. i mean i everywhere I go, in fact, we went to uh breakfast uh, with my brother-in-law and his wife up in uh, college station, up the home of texas a and m this morning, and um they got in their head of me ahead of of me and and my wife and his wife sat they went and got the booth. Well she sat on the side where I would have to sit next to my wife with my back to the door. So I walked up to the booth and I just started looking and my wife Sandra said he like he likes to sit over on that side. So we they switched. So I sat with my back to the wall where I could face the front door. So that's just, and even when I'm in church, I do the same thing. I just, uh, wherever I am, I always try to be aware of what's going on around me mm. and, uh, and that will hopefully preclude somebody from running up on me and, and carjacking me. So I play it over in my head. As I'm walking, especially now when I'm kind of walking with a limp, when I walk from my car to the office, when I'm out in the public or, uh, arena somewhere, I uh, I'm more aware of what's going on around me because these guys, when they when they pick their victims, they look to see what's the weakness with that particular victim, and uh, and that's how they pick people out, and so. An old guy walking around with a limp made to them think that this is an opportunity, and so um, well they'd be messing with the wrong old guy in that case. You know, but you know what? If it, if, it, if I see him coming, um, I'll I'll be a guns problem. up.
1: Yeah, gonna be a problem for those guys. Um, I would hate to see it, but. If, it's, if anyone's going to handle their business, it's going to be Phil Waters. Uh, Kel B, Joel, are you aware that when the temperatures drop low enough, Miami has iguanas falling out of the trees? Yes, I am. And I don't like that because I have iguanas in my trees. But if it gets below freezing, they drop. They don't die, but they just drop. Um, Very important information here at the end of the show from Andy School, my friend in Detroit. Chimps are five times stronger than a 180-pound man. Uh, Miss We cautioning me again. Chimps are not pets. They're wild animals. They're aggressive when they're fully grown. I feel like I could tame a chimp, but maybe that's just my narcissism. Uh, Pauly says chimps probably brush their own teeth. Uh, this is probably the best question of the night. MG, what have I stumbled on? That's not the first question like that of the night. Um, I have to agree with this comment. Phil looks 10 years younger tonight. I'm not sure what is different. I think it's the lighting. I think it's his eating habits. I think it is the man upstairs. I think it's all of these factors um, combined into one and that he's going to get a brand new knee come Tuesday. Andy School says boxers are pretty good size. 45 pounds up. Ethel's a runt of the litter. She's about 45, I would imagine. Haven't weighed her in a while. I can see her ribs for... People used to yell at me at the dog park. They don't feed her. I feed her a lot, but she's just starting to fill out. Phil, it's Friday. That's why we tune in. Um, I guess this brings to a conclusion yet another scintillating true crime podcast. Phil Waters, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. How are you feeling just days ahead of this knee replacement? And uh, any special plans in place this weekend since you're going to be out a commission for a little bit in terms of walking around are you going to go take a walk somewhere this weekend
0: well no they're uh as i understand it well, i'm I'm excited about it because this knee is you know after years of uh martial arts marine corps and uh weightlifting and uh police work SWAT teams kicking doors and motorcycle wrecks and four wheel four wheeler wrecks and uh that kind of thing it's just time so um i'm excited about it and and i've I've found out more friends of mine that have had knee replacement surgery than i ever dreamed of and the optimum word seems to be once it's done it's fantastic so that's what i'm looking forward to and and um it's going to be pretty interesting. I, uh, I had it operated on 40 years ago when I was in the Marine Corps, but, uh, it finally given up the ghost. So, so here we are. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Well, STS nation, will have your back. Um,
1: thank you. We will, we will send you our well wishes. Scott Duffy. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you I'm impressed with your Eagles. Uh, they're Performing very well this season, Jalen Hurts. Are you optimistic? Is there a Super Bowl in, on the horizon this 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 year?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think they learned from uh, last year, so they're. I, I I think they they have the kinks knocked out, and they're gonna they're gonna be the champs.
1: Now, if they go to the Super Bowl, uh, Scott Duffy, would you pry that wallet open? And uh, would you consider going? Are you that much of a fan?
2: I tell you, with my youngest, who is a huge football fan, I've always tried to figure between football and, and of course, our Phillies. So I, I um, I, I think I, I text you a when we were the, uh, the champs in the Miami, the last game. Of course, the, in one of the playoffs, they didn't, they didn't make it, but the, yeah, I, I'm always looking for an op, a, a way to see if I can get to one of the big games.
0: I was most Uh, disappointed that we didn't have a Phillies Astros World Series. Yeah, that's something I really was. I was very very disappointed about that.
1: Yeah, Uh, well, there's always next season, as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, Debbie Gibby is the lawyer you know. On Monday or Tuesday, he's on this Monday, seven p.m. Eastern time. Peter Tragos, the lawyer you know, uh, a big YouTube guy. Uh, Here he's an Excellent human being. He's going to be on to discuss the Adelsons with us, along with John Singer and uh, Tim Jansen. That's going to be Monday night at seven p.m. Eastern time, and uh, we'll fill you in the rest of the week at Podcast STS. That's where I post show times on X, formerly known as Twitter. It is at Podcast STS. Um, good luck on your knee replacement. They say great show, Phil and Scott. On and on it goes. We will. Uh, Look at this. Sunshine in Arizona. Michael Jackson loved his chimp bubbles, and I think it bit his nose, and that's why he gave him up and why he required surgery. Sad. Uh, interesting. I did not know that. Scott Duffy, did you know that?
2: I didn't know that. No. I,
1: I, don't, I don't know that that's fact. Base <laughs> uh, Coast, who's a diehard Niners fan, Niners winning this weekend. Uh, Space Coast, this Wi-Fi is clinging on for dear life. We're gonna have to figure something out. The COE is gonna tell me it's my settings. It's not my settings. It is not my settings. Scott, look at this. Don't forget the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Oh boy, it's getting ugly now. Go Dallas Cowboys. There you
0: go. There you go. There you
1: go. Uh, look at this That's World Series. Goes. Look at this. This is my new friend. That you never know when you need a sho- shoulder. It's so hard to say this. Philadelphia shoulder surgeon. Uh, World Series champs next year. Phillies, you heard it here first. Go, go! I'm just going to call you PSS. But I, you never know when you need, you need a surgeon, as uh, Phil Waters can attest to. Um, Peter has – oh, this is Peter Tragos. I didn't know who Peter was. This is the lawyer you know. He has gorgeous hair. Yes, he does. Another great Friday. I think, you know, my guys have beautiful hair too. Phil and Scott. So there you go. Um, I think I've run out of things to say. Black Widow is freezing in the Republic of Ireland. Someone yelled at me, by the way, in an email, said to please not tell them that I was feeling cold. Um, as I was telling them, it was dropping into the 60s. It's warmed up a little bit, but it's still a bit chilly. And I've got my hoodie, a la Scott Duffy. Um, so that's it. I have officially run out of things to say. Have a lovely weekend. Say some prayers for uh, our friend Phil Waters. We will check in with him. Until then, love you, America. Love you, Philly. Love you, Texas. Love you, the big island of Vibe. Love you, Aloha. And do love you, Dan.
4: Adios. Adios. Final seconds of the game. A chance to score and...